0: This episode of Warp Five is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than one hundred eighty thousand titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com/trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. And if you want to join in on the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode or any other, please join the Babel Conference, our listeners' group on Facebook. Just type Babel, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. This is Manny Cotto, executive producer of Star Trek Enterprise. You're listening to Warp 5 on Trek FM. How we doing, Trip?
1: Ready when you are. Prepare for warp. Of course laid in, sir. Request permission to get underway. Let's go. Welcome, Boomers, to another episode of Warp 5, Trek FM's dedicated enterprise show. I'm your host, Floyd Dorsey, and I'm joined, as always, by the chief engineer, Brandon Shea-Mutala. How's it going, Brandon?
0: I'm doing really good, and Floyd, that is one fine outfit you were looking. You are looking good in green.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. I try try to impress the ladies, you know, especially the green ladies. Well, you're impressing me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, and apparently it wouldn't even matter with the d- dance moves. Like it could, they, they could probably just sit there in sweaters and be totally fine or just cover themselves up because you know, it doesn't even matter what they do. So boomers given that clue, you can probably tell we're talking about some Orion women here, or maybe I hope you were thinking that. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, no they went off on a, real, a wrong path right there, right? I can't so, even come up with
0: something funny because I don't know what else they would have been <laughs> thinking about. So. <laughs> right.
1: So, yes, we're going to be watching. We're actually going to be doing a commentary of the season four episode Bound. So, this is where Archer gets the full Orion treatment, basically. He gets shook down by some Orions. So, um, Brandon. Before we get going on this, what's your uh, what's your memories of watching Bound? Um,
0: I I thought it was interesting that they tried to come up with an in canon solution to modernize the Orions because the Orions are such a a cornerstone of Star Trek. You know, the Orion slave girl is like a it's so associated with Star Trek, even though we haven't seen it very much, right? Like, Vina from The Cage and the Menagerie is so identified with Star Trek. But it's not the most politically correct type of character to have on screen anymore. So how do you deal with this in a prequel series that's set, you know, 30-some years later? So I like that they tried to do something. I'm just not sure that they did a good job of it.
1: Right. Well yeah, the the fur I mean, we're starting like right from the cage. And if you think back of the cage, that was a really creepy scene even for the cage back then when they were sitting there all ogling uh Vina and talking about basically buying her or being a slave trader or something Pike was thinking about doing and it was like, hmm, that's really that's really odd, you mm-hmm. know? But I mean I guess I guess even in this day, we could always write it off that it's not humans doing it here, I guess. It's an alien species that's not as far along. I'm not – I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know, uh, Warp 541 actually had uh, Crystal Dinesh – or, I'm sorry, Crystal Allen that played Dinesh was actually interviewed by Christopher Jones Mm -hmm. on here. And they talked about that. So, boomers, you want to go back and check that out. Also, in Warp Five Fifty Two, they talked about Orions on Enterprise.
0: And if you want so. to go check out Episode Ten of The Edge, we actually just did a commentary of the Cage, right? Oh, so, cool. and I give my opinions on on the scene with um, Captain uh, Pike and the Orion slave girl scene. So, I talk about what my feelings are on that scene in that commentary. Which it's a good okay. commentary. You should check it out. Very good, and we'll we'll just save that then for the edge. Yeah, <laughs> keep everyone
1: in suspense, right? Uh, before we get going though on the commentary, I uh, wanted to ju- jump back really quick on some feedback for the f- past few shows. Uh, Brandon was able to actually uh, wrangle down some some basically Babel conference chit chat that we had going on in our posts. And if you'd like to get in on the talk, you can always go to Facebook group, the uh, Trek FM Facebook group, Babel Conference, B A B E L. Just type that into your search field. You can get right in there and you can join in on all the fun. Let's go ahead and let's hear the Warp 5
0: email. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we've got a Warp 5 email, which we're going to start with here. And it is from Brad Alexander in Virginia. And Brad pointed out a mistake that I'd been making. And Brad said apparently he's the only one who actually downloads the episodes directly from the website because I had created all the download links wrong. I had copy and pasted something when I started doing it. And they all said Melodic Treks slash and then the Warp 5 number. So they weren't downloading Melodic Treks episodes. I had just created it wrong. Um, (laughs) So thank you very much, Uh, Brad. We really appreciate you bringing that to our attention. They're all fixed now. Uh, We went all the way back and fixed them all. Um, But then he also says, For the record, I recently did my first complete watch-through of Enterprise, and it really grew on me. Full disclosure, I also just watched Babylon 5 from beginning to end. Enterprise has now passed Voyager in my rankings of favorite Trek series, which is DS9, TOS, Enterprise and TNG as a tie, and Voyager. And I will point out that he did write Enterprise slash TNG as a tie. So in my opinion... Enterprise is higher than TNG on his list. What do you think, Floyd?
1: Yeah, that's definitely how I, I see it. It also comes for, <laughs> you know, in alphabetical order. You know, that E would definitely come before T, you know. And and chronologically in the universe, of course, Enterprise comes first, and everybody's, you know, no matter how anybody wants to slice it.
0: Yeah, and I would say that's exactly my rating as well. <laughs> DS9, TOS, Enterprise and TNG are basically a tie Probably like a Enterprise a little bit more because I'm hosting the Enterprise podcast with uh, Voyager bringing up the rear, but that's just because they're way in the Delta Quadrant and they just haven't caught up yet.
1: Yeah, I I flip flop, I flip I flip and I have toss one Enterprise two DS nine three, but those are really really close mm-hmm. for me. So, and they all they all are related to the same thing. DS nine was very influenced by original series. And then the enterprise was very inter- It was very influenced by original series because it was going to be the prequel for the original series. Yeah. So, all right. So yes, um boomers and listeners there. If you want to also send in a warp five email to us, you can send it to us just go by going to trek.fm slash contact. You can choose, send to a show and select warp five that comes right to us. So thank you so much.
0: hmm
1: um So, getting to the feedback on the Babel conference on our Facebook page, uh we had episode at one eighteen Dead stop commentary so for episode one eighteen Justin Oser came back with a great he his comment was great commentary for one of my very favorite enterprise episodes thanks and Justin actually gave us quite a bit of feedback on this yeah, he did so he had mentioned uh distress calls because we had wondered about uh when did the hero ship ever put out a distress call. And he said that he thought that we were right in that disaster, that the hero ship of the series transmits a distress call. However, it's really something that in Star Trek IV, Earth itself transmits a distress call. So actually, I'd forgotten about that. Mm -hmm. And Justin also mentioned that he loved Roxanne Dawson's directing and that she had also directed a couple of episodes of Voyager. And... The first reference to pan-fried catfish, we'd actually wondered about that, was in a season one episode, Unexpected.
0: Yeah, that's when they had put their hands in that thing and they were trading thoughts and stuff. So yeah, I forgot yeah. about that one.
1: Alien ice. Don't put your hand in alien ice, folks, when you go visit another ship.
0: And then we were asking about the Cardassian, because there was apparently a Cardassian. And so if you go to the Babel conference, he's posted a screenshot there Um, if you just search for the thread for our dead stop stop commentary in the Babel conference, he posted a picture of the Cardassian that's in the episode. And then because we were talking about the catfish, Patrick Carlin posted this awesome picture of him holding up this giant pike that he'd got fishing. And he says, I caught this one while fishing with my uncle and cousin back in June on Bone Lake in Wisconsin. So I thought that was pretty awesome to see that picture of him fishing. It was a massive pike too. It was really big.
1: Yeah, even catfish can get really big, like can they? really, really big, like big enough that you, you know, a small person could climb in their mouth. If you know, down in the south, uh, they have this thing they call noodling, noodling, where you basically, yeah, and it's called noodling. Basically, you put your arm in a hole in the side of the the river bank or whatever it is, and you reach in there. And if if you if you find his the his mouth, you just reach in there and grab him by his gills through his mouth, and you pull him out. And that thing will be as big as your arm or your leg. I mean, it'll be huge. So I actually had friends that did that when I was growing up. I wasn't going to stick my hand in that nothing like that.
0: Stay <laughs> tuned for our new podcast coming called <laughs> Noodling, which is all about different ways of fishing.
1: Right. <laughs> different ways that you can almost get eaten by a catfish. There you go, Trip Tucker. It's all for you, man.
0: Patrick Carlin will be your first guest.
1: Yes. So then uh, jumping to episode 119, the Jim Morehouse interview, that was Jim Morehouse was an extra on uh, the Enterprise. Uh, Christopher Baca came in and he said that he saw sounded like a blast to be on the set. Uh, Max Cervantes came in and said, "One day, I was an extra on TNG for a whole season."
0: And I gotta say, it sounds <laughs> like you got to be in touch with our uh, our TNG hosts, of Earl Gray. There, maybe they can get you on for a little bit of a a chat one day. If you have you followed Max online? No, I, I I didn't. Oh my goodness, this guy does a ridiculously awesome Planet of the Apes cosplay, and he was he did one where it was the like a gorilla head and he had like a, a TOS yellow command shirt on it was epic i'm like dude you got to marry me right now <laughs> nice <laughs> it was awesome so great job max i love the planet of the apes and your uh, your cosplay is just stellar great job
1: that's great that actually is a co- cover of one of the new uh, star trek comic books yeah. it shows it sh- I, I think it shows them wearing a uniform maybe yeah. one of the, one of the planet of the apes um Tim Cooper comes in and says, "Yet and yet again you guys have hit a home run with an episode. I drive, drove around for an extra 15 minutes simply because I didn't want to stop listening. Keep up the great work." Wow, that that makes that that's awesome. That actually makes made me smile so big when I read that comment. That is the
0: greatest compliment ever, you know? Right. <laughs> Right. Like, I couldn't think of a better compliment. He's like, I went around driving for 15 more minutes because I didn't want to stop listening. Like a podcast, you can just pause it and pick it up at any time. Like, that is the greatest compliment we've ever received. So it's thanks, like, yeah, Tim.
1: Honey, honey, I need to go to the store. You know? Okay. So there you go. Uh, Marsha Pratt uh, said, I am so behind on my work five, but I caught this and you guys are silly funny. So thank you so much, Marsha. And Amy Ulin said, I started watching re- Enterprise this summer and have been listening to the podcast in order, but I couldn't wait to listen to this episode. I too won a contest, but she said not in an auction and appeared in Zero Hour. Listening to Jim's stories brought back a lot of great memories.
0: Maybe we need another guest spot talking about being an extra on Enterprise, yes. hey?
1: Yes, that sounds good. So then our other group of comments came from episode 120, For Whom the Bell Tolls. And that's where. Uh, Brandon and Mike Schindler did a little talk over the first movie of the movie night series. Uh, Corey Elrod came in and said, I listened to this on the way to work this morning. I've never viewed this film. I may check it out. And he mentioned that friendly persuasion and high noon are his favorite Gary Cooper movies. Don't watch high noon. If you don't like songs stuck in your head forever, I'm looking (laughs) forward to the next movie.
0: Well, Corey, make sure you tune in to Stage Nine. I think it's episode sixty-three. Uh, we actually covered the next film in the series on that show. I think we might be bouncing back and forth where we'll do one of them on Warp Five and one of them on Stage Nine. Um, you know, because Mike's really into this kind of thing as well. So we covered Sunset Boulevard, uh, and we, as of the recording of this, we just recorded it two nights ago on Monday. But I think it'll be—I think it was the episode that's going to be released on the twenty-seventh um so based on when this one came out that should have been two days ago it's hard because we like record so far in the future so uh check out this week's episode of stage nine i think that was the uh that was the next movie
1: very good yeah i I like gary cooper i like i like i've watched a lot of westerns in my time and Mm -hmm. I, i like gary cooper so that's yeah That's cool. And then Brandy Jackala came in and said, as far as Ingrid Bergman playing someone Spanish, there is a big difference in appearance between people from Mexico and people from Spain. There are a ton of white people in Spain. It is Europe, you know, and I find it far more difficult to believe Charlton Heston as a Mexican.
0: Yeah, so that was a comment that I felt we needed to address because... You know, there, there's so much in Hollywood at this time where they do white watching and they had a white person play a person of color. And my comment was, what's more ridiculous, Ingrid Bergman playing a Spanish person or Charlton Heston playing a Mexican, right? Because they're both right. like these amazing white celebrities, right? And right. I, I liked uh, Brandy's uh, response here. I never actually thought of it that way, that it is a more you know, Eastern European and whatnot. So, yep. so yeah, we'll give that the ridiculous one to uh, Charlton Heston.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we used to always make fun of that in uh, Westerns when I was growing up, because they would always have like this Caucasian actor playing the native American chief, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just, it was always really ridiculous because I don't, I don't know, it was funny. We we made fun of it, you know, but Thank you so much, everyone, for your comments on our our latest episodes here. And if you want to get in on the conversation, just go to the Babel Conference and find our show post and get in on the fun.
0: You got it. Now, just before we jump into our commentary, I just want to give a plug for uh, a sister show on the network here, Literary Treks. So uh, just this month, just in September here, the new Enterprise novel came out called Patterns of Interference by Christopher L. Bennett. And these are the, uh, the post-finale uh, Rise of the Federation novels. And episode 203 of Literary Treks covers that book. So if you've read it and haven't listened to that podcast, you should check it out. Uh, Justin Ozer, who's an associate producer here on Warp 5 and has been a guest, uh guests on that episode to talk about the book i as of this recording i haven't actually listened to it yet because i haven't actually read the book yet i'm a little bit behind on my books because i read a couple of stephen king's books this summer
1: very good thank you so much there brandon so um uh, folks as with other commentaries you can watch along or just listen along in your car that's the way i do it and um I'm going to do the countdown, three, two, one, play, and you can link it up, or you can just go ahead and watch the episode, uh, and then come back later and wa- listen to the the podcast. That's usually how I do it. I come back, watch the episode, then the next day I watch it in the car. So, or I don't watch it in the car. I watch it in my mind in the car. I think I made that mistake on the last commentary. <laughs> Please don't watch it in the car and have a wreck and say it was Floyd's default, okay?
0: Trek FM does not uh, approve <laughs> of driving in vehicles and watching shows.
1: Right. Okay, so we're going to try to get this started and get it all linked up here.
0: Brandon, are you ready? I was born ready, Nick. All right. So
1: let's do our countdown. Three, two, one,
0: play. Captain Star Log, December 27th. December 27th? That's right after Christmas. Yep, getting our captain's log in. So what do you think about them using dates instead of star dates for this? Do you think, you know, it's a way to signify that it's beforehand, but did that ever bother you?
1: Um, it, it did at first. But I just thought, well, it's way early, way early. They haven't even thought of that system yet, so I guess we'll go with Earth dates, yeah. you know, cause since it's mostly an Earthling ship. This is pretty funny right here, though, to Paul telling them about the uh, reptiles that
0: breathe fire. <laughs> Yeah, so here we are, we're right near the end of Season 4, and it's like you said, when we decided to do this commentary, we were like, we got to find the episode, and we had forgotten which season it was in, because, you know, Season 4 is mostly multi-episode story arcs, and so here we are with this one-shot episode, and I had forgotten that it was in Season 4 myself as well.
1: Yeah, I did, I, I had trouble, I had trouble finding it, I was like, which disc am I on here? Right,
0: I love yeah. this actor, this guy's great, I remember him from, uh, I'm pretty sure he was on the X-Files episode, the... uh uh, Clyde, or not Clyde Breckman's. the uh, Jose Chung's from Outer Space <laughs> right but right off the bat I mean like they look good that green color I think it's a really you know good green it's a little different than what we saw back yeah. in the cage right
1: and they have they have uh, like it looks like texture I'm not sure if they did that on purpose or not but the actual makeup looks like it has texture
0: well, so when, it, when he comes on again too like he's got like some kind of bone or something that's like a piercing through his cheek, I think it is right. Oh, yeah, you
1: really get to see it later in the episode. Like they get a close-up of him and Archer's face. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it, it does it. looks like a, it looks like a bone piercing or something, you know, or some kind of a thorn or something through his cheek. But uh, to Paul just mentioned the survey team on Berengara 7 and see the Vulcans reported that they had reptiles that actually were hundreds of meters long and breathed fire. So that was actually a deep, deep nod to the Toss episode, uh, This Side of Paradise, where Spock mentioned seeing a dragon while visiting that planet. So really? Manny Co- so Manny Cotto pulled a deep, deep cut on that Wow. Because I honestly have not ever caught that. I've watched original series, I don't know how many times, I've, n- I don't-
0: I've never caught that. Manny Koto, so, I love you.
1: Kudos to Manny Cotto. thank you so much on that. <laughs> You're
0: still talking. That's great. Yeah, see there, it's like kind of like sticking out of his cheek or something. Like, yeah, it's definitely it definitely looks like
1: something he's he's being adorned with. And then his forehead has the the uh, kind of like veins, mm-hmm. I guess. And then it almost looks like that headpiece has been like bolted on. I mean, he's almost bringing a a a Frankenstein look here to this. I mean, Frankenstein usually Frankenstein's monster usually has appeared like sometimes peers a shade of green Mm -hmm. I mean that looks like he's got bolts he he almost almost reminds me of Frankenstein here or Frankenstein's monster
0: so if I remember correctly so we saw an Orion male earlier this season in the uh, I think it was in the augment arc when T'Pol was on sale where well, they put T'Pol up for sale in that uh, Orion slave market, right? Yep, yep. And that was that guy was played by Big Show. That's a great shot. Look at how awesome that is. Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, and that was played by Big Show, but prior to that, we had never seen an Orion male, unless, of course, you count the completely different-looking Orions in the animated series, the Correct. Orions. Right. Which yeah, is disputable in whether or not they're actually Orions, but who
1: knows. So given that the examples of the big the big show being an Orion male and this guy being an Orion male, it's uh the males are really, really large and the females are apparently in charge. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. Not large yeah. and in charge. <laughs> right.
1: Boy now, Kelby gets on my nerves here, man. Oh my goodness, he gets on my nerves.
0: Is him this and... the first time we've seen him?
1: Uh no but he has got a chip on his shoulder here because this is after Tripp has come back from the Columbia Oh this Columbia. is after. Okay, okay. Tripp's come back from the Columbia. He's trying to work on the prepares and Kelby is just acting like a little spoiled brat, man. He looks like he definitely needs to knock drop down maybe a rank or so.
0: Yeah. Well, he was he was doing a bad job as as uh, chief engineer in that two-parter. I couldn't right. remember if that was before this one or not, or if this was after. Again, it's like, where in the season does this... But I guess, yeah, if this is episode 17, then the next one is Demons and Terra Prime, isn't it? Or how many were in season 4? 22? Well,
1: we, we have uh, Mirror, the End of Mirror, Darkly s- series after this, and then we have the... Demons and Terra Prime, yeah. Yep.
0: I like this outfit on her. Like, my favorite Paul outfit is the white one. Mm-hmm. But this one's nice, too. I like that they gave her the Commander Pips... It
1: looks more comfortable, like that's kind of like a velourish looking. It just looks more comfortable to me. I don't know, like she's just softer. Her hair is natural. I mean, I think that's actually her hair. That's Jolene Blaylock's hair, Mm -hmm. and then she just looks comfortable. And I mean, if I was one of those officers wearing those jumpsuits, I would be, you know, I would I would be a little bit jealous. I think. Mm -hmm. Why does she get to wear the comfortable outfit? We get to wear the the overalls <laughs> this is so neat and this reminds me so much of the cage so much of the cage
0: see i think of uh, yeah you think of the cage too but i also think of uh of uh what's his name B- baylock in the corbomite Maneuver.
1: yes right? yes offering him the drink Tronya. yeah <laughs> so notice that that's blue but when he poured it in the glass we didn't get a blue color
0: well, it kind of mixed, the next- like the blues in the middle of the cup, right? Because those oh, other two that. were already there. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing you, that's Romulan Ale. I don't know. I'm just guessing off the top of my head that's Romulan Ale. There's probably right. Tranya in there too, right?
1: Right, that would be so cool that if they mentioned that. of orange
0: stuff. It's like some weird mix.
1: And then we've got a uh, mention of the Gorn just before this. And that's the first time chronologically that the Gorn have ever been mentioned.
0: Yeah, there. Look at that bone out of his face. Like, that's crazy. He's like actually
1: got—he's got another one that's even more elaborate
0: on the left side that I yeah, hadn't noticed. His neck there—that's got to be like a, a decorative thing. Like they can't be, yeah, something that was actually.
1: And in walks the entertainment. Actually, it slink, The in slinks the
0: entertainment. Right. Slinks. That's a great shot where the three of them pop out. Yes,
1: that surprised me the first time I saw it. It surprised
0: me every time I see it. You forget. It's like, oh, there's only one. Oh, there they are. They're
1: very cat-like mm-hmm. in their movements, like they jerk their heads, and they're—it
0: reminds me of cats. So I think it's the one on the left that the interview was with. Um, on episode forty-one of the, of uh, yes, World you're Flight? right, you're right. Crystal on, our,
1: on Archer's left, mm-hmm. in that case. Yeah, and this is where I really noticed the things in his jaw because the. The camera comes right up in on his face. I'm pretty sure all three of these girls are blonde, but you know the characters they're playing here are Ryan, so they have like the super dark hair. But I mm-hmm. think in real life they're all blonde. Yeah. Also, the girl, the main girl that plays, uh, I believe her name. Ah, uh, I don't want to get her name wrong. Do you remember what the girl, the middle girl's name is?
0: There's Dinesh is one of them. Is the only one I remember.
1: Dinesh. She actually played uh, Zial on DS9, one a version
0: of Zial, of Zial. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right on that. Yeah, that's ringing a bell. One of the three, anyways. Yeah. It's one funny the they three. got the Mako's with them, and they don't really. <laughs> the Mako's aren't really reacting. They're just kind of sitting there. The editing's need because it's so rapid, right? You know, to kind of like yep. enunciate their uh, uncomfortableness and right.
1: It's kind of funny. I watched this earlier on one point five speed, and they really get to moving. <laughs> it's and the and the scenes cut the 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 scenes cut really quick.
0: Okay, now we're out of the scene now, but I got to say that that pig that they're roasting with the spines that's got to be a targ, right?
1: That would have been a nice,
0: that would have been a nice drop, I don't know if they said it or not. It's been a while since I've watched this episode, but
1: so Archer's completely bought in at this point. he's telling to, telling to Paul like this is what we're doing and this is how we're doing it, and every every idea that guy had was good, especially after the
0: girls came out and danced <laughs> so my general idea is I think a lot of people are not too happy with this episode. That's like, from what I've heard online and what I've read online, people are generally not satisfied with how this went. Because the
1: girls were being subjected? Or just because, just in general, like Star Trek?
0: No, because they didn't think that it worked. Like How they, they tried to make it that they're not really slaves, they're really the masters. Uh-huh. Like so I, I, From what I've read online, it's not been received the most favorably. So.
1: Yeah, it didn't... It's. I've tried to work that into my head, Cannon, and it's difficult. Yeah. But, yeah, that's kind of jumping to a spoiler there at the end of the episode. But, yeah, it's... Uh, I've tried to think of how it would work. How in the world would that work? Especially especially at the market when Tapal was being... Uh, try, they were trying to market Paul in that episode you were talking about earlier mm-hmm. uh, in the Augment arc because they actually had a... Orion slave girl up on the stage being bid on as a slave girl, you know? So I was just trying to try in my head, Canon, how, how does it work out that she's actually doing that on her, like herself?
0: That's her decision that she's doing that. Right now, non-canon wise, have you seen Lolani from Star Trek continues? Yes. Oh man. That episode is so good. So we had, um, the guy that played Hulk, I can't remember his name off the top of my head here, but Lou he Frigno. was a part, Lou Ferrigno. Lou, Frigno. yeah, Frigno. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, yeah. He played a male Orion in that, and uh, he did a really outstanding job. That episode is really good. I think the first couple episodes of Star Trek Continues are like better than most of the original Star Trek.
1: Yep, I tend to agree. There, it's some really good stuff.
0: Now she's wearing purple.
1: I'm telling you, man. The, the the officers the other the other officers are jealous like hoshi could have brought b- busted one of those out you know travis probably he probably would have wanted to have one like sleeveless or
0: something right one of these uniforms but one this her, is one a uniform like hers made, if i remember correctly like she's not even she's not even in the vulcan um like whatever ranking system anymore either right, right? like she's, she resigned she left, yeah know. she resigned
1: So she's been given a commission in Starfleet. It's just kind of funny.
0: So if they gave her a commission, why wouldn't they make her wear a uniform? Because I mean, I don't
1: know, because she looks so good in a uniform. Yeah,
0: Twilight, right?
1: Yes. Just, I mean, I don't know. And a lot of people say that. And they also say that about like um, Jerry Ryan's character on Voyager. You know, Seven of Nine looks really good in a uniform. So this is hilarious. Does we get to the gym scene? And they're trying to work them out of their minds, I guess. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. This exchange is hilarious. What are you trying to do? They're in my head, you you know. (laughs) Yeah. What are you trying to do? Get them out of my head.
0: Anthony Montgomery is just so ripped. Look at that guy. Yep.
1: Pain helps. And it's funny (laughs) because Malcolm's like, "Okay, I'll try anything." Yeah. Okay. I'll try it. <laughs> we picked up some Deltons once. The ship was having engine trouble. Mention of a Delton. They had a, a Delton on his ship when he was younger. Very open about.
0: The reason why I'm so obsessed with with Anthony Montgomery, just in case people don't know, is because I'm like I'm really fat. <laughs> This is funny
1: because you know, he's mentioning like Aaliyah on the motion picture was Delton, and they talked about you know her her celib- her her vow of celibacy and that's why she could work and that kind of thing. And then Anthony Montgomery was talking about how they ha- they picked up the Deltons. So that's a, that's a nice nod to some earlier Trek, you know, yep. ear- earlier history of Trek that we've had. And that, oh man! I just noticed that crewman, that female crew, crewman, right over there, gave a double take and a stared down <laughs> when that Orion female walked in. Holy cow! She stared her down. If looks were phasers, that girl, that Orion girl, would have been had a hole blown through her. no problem. Look, I. uh, Wow. And this is the last thing that Kelby needs.
0: There too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you show me engineering I know Sar never let us leave our rooms
0: and okay but it's an interesting that they put this here to add the tension between him and and Tucker right right when so it was already used... there actually mm-hmm. but this, this is... amplified it even more oh yeah big time Just so everybody knows, does everybody know that John Billingsley is on Twitter now? Cool. I think it's. Ju- I think it's just John. I don't have my my iPad. I'll check it out while we're talking here. I think it's at John Billingsley sixty. So if you want to follow him, he just joined on to. Uh, just joined on to Twitter.
1: Oh my gosh! I just noticed Flock's hair right there is so disheveled. I have not ever noticed that before. He probably woke up from a sleep cycle. Oh my goodness. And she's complaining about a headache, and he's like, you know, someone else has had a headache. And
0: Oh, that's right, because the, it's affecting him to put him in his sleep cycle, isn't it? Right.
1: I just noticed his hair. I have not ever noticed his hair before. He has
0: got bed head, and he hasn't even gone to bed yet. <laughs> John Billingley is great. This is that one where I was talking about when we were in the favorite parts, and he like (laughs) jabs himself with the thing. I forgot what episode it was, but it's this one. He like he just gives himself an extra shot in the neck. It's right away here. Must be earning in a sleep cycle. Thought you just had one. Wow. Take it apart. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's this episode. I remember clearly at some point he gives himself an, obje- an extra injection. We'll keep watching here. It must have happened.
1: We'll have to write an episode where that happens if we don't see it happen. <laughs>
0: the episode where <laughs> Flux just keeps... He just gets addicted to something that he's like... Jabs himself, himself in the with. neck,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, man... Kelby already was on my nerves and then it just gets worse. So you don't like this guy, eh? No, he's just a punk. <laughs> he's just a punk.
0: J Billingsley 60. That's his Twitter account. Oh, and he finally got the blue check mark. There you go. Good for you, John. <laughs> just ask her to leave.
1: He's so teenagerish here.
0: Yeah, it's not the best subplot that we've that we've in Star Trek but it's building on what we've seen already in this season right
1: yep we have conflict between Starfleet officers
0: Gene Gene Roddenberry would not approve
1: that only applied whenever uh, (laughs) unless they wanted to do it the other way or unless he wanted to do it the other way because even on original series, even on original series, there was always there was conflict. McCoy would have a conflict with Spock, mm-hmm. like every other episode. The man.: This reminds me of the mirror universe episode of uh, original series right here, and I thought she was actually in his quarters at first. Mm-hmm. Is she in his quarters, or he's, she says you're coming to see me? So maybe he went to her quarters. But that reminds me of when Kurt walks into his mirror universe quarters, and the the female officer gets up off the bed. I don't know right. why that that
0: that just kind of reminds me of that. He's surprised to see her there. Yep. See what I think of when I watch this episode is when you mentioning the mirror universe as a mirror universe comic. And uh, and I, I'm going to give a spoiler for it. I can't remember what issue it is, but it's a spoiler for a Mirror Universe comic. I don't. It's not the biggest plot point, but um, uh, it takes place in the TUS timeline. And uh, Kirk brings on some Orion slave girls, and in their uniform, they've got like the pieces that build that Tantalus device in his quarters. So that's how he smuggles that thing on on board the ship.
1: Right. I've actually seen that comic.
0: Yeah, but okay, yeah, so you know what I'm And then wrong. he
1: assigns uh, McCoy or uh, Scotty to put it together.
0: Right, right. Yeah. I don't remember what issue that was. I read so many comics, like, about two years ago. I just plowed through, like, all of the comics digitally.
1: Yeah, I got a ton of them through Humble Bundle uh, a few years ago. So, yeah, I'm not really sure which one it was.
0: Have you heard the story of uh, of um, the cage and how they, they kept putting more and more green makeup on her and they would send the film off to be processed and it would come back and she would be normal skin tone because they kept color correcting because they thought there was something wrong with the film. So yeah. they kept redoing the scene of Vina as an Orion slave girl. They're like, why can't she come out green on here? And it's because when they sent the film off, they kept color correcting it because they thought it was an error with the film.
1: That's hilarious. <laughs> I did not know that. I had heard, though, that now we talk about Command Gold and bl- Science Blue and Engineering Red and all that for original series. But the actual uniform that William Shatner wore was a version of green. And it was color corrected and it appeared yellow in when they actually like processed the film. And that's why we
0: actually have Command Gold. Have you heard anything about that? No. Um, the only green that I'd ever heard would be his wraparound, right? Kirk's yeah, but apparently
1: the actual command gold was not even gold. It was wow. like a it was like a lightish green color. I may be completely wrong on that, but for some reason I thought that was from the the books that were about each season. That
0: like the I, Cushman
1: books? Yes, the Cushman okay. actually mentions that. I want. I'm almost positive. Either mm-hmm. that or I'm just making it up.
0: Now, that's something we couldn't get on the original series. You can see the planet in the background on the screen, and the camera's moving. Yep. Oh, man, I love how technology has come along. See, we're recording this, and Discovery hasn't aired yet, right? So we haven't seen how the new show's going to look. But, I mean, I just can't wait to see it. It's going to look so awesome. Ah, I'm so excited. Discovery's coming in just a couple days. Ah! I'm I'm,
1: I'm looking forward to, yes, the the immersion that you can have. There it
0: is. Look Look at that shot. Oh, that looks so great. Yes. Just, just panning over and able to have that, that shot, you know. Wow, like-
1: that actually that whole sequence was shot really well. Like it was yeah. almost like a handheld camera. And they spun around as if you're si- If you're standing on the bridge and you turned your head and looked around, that's exactly what that would have been like. You're looking at right. Archer and then you spin around and you, you turn your head and you look at, uh, to Paul. Wow,
0: that was that was a great sequence. Enterprise was looking so good. You know, these season four episodes just make me be like, man, why couldn't we
1: have three more seasons? Bah! If you just focus on what's happening behind them, there's so much movement going on on the monitors. Yeah. And there's so many, there's just so much stuff going on. Like, so far from the, the jelly beans, the color jelly beans of the original series.
0: Well, and then on the Discovery, they added that those pipes behind the captain's chair, right? To differentiate right. the bridges. Right. Because we would get so confused or something, I guess. Or on the Columbia, yeah, the Columbia. Oh, the Columbia, yeah. What did I say? The Discovery. Discovery, yeah, Columbia. Sorry, I got Discovery on the brain. Three more days. Three more right.
1: days. <laughs> so it was mentioned on in some places there that 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 ship that was actually kind of provoking them was a Noskin, like it could right. actually be a Nosakin. So I can go with that. It looks it looks kind of Nausicaan-ish.
0: You know what? I'll grab while we're talking. I've got my Eagle Moss ones, and you know what? I think that's how they refer to it as a, is a Noskin ship as well. I'll go grab my books here. Oh, this is the shot. This is the one I was looking for when I wanted yes. that show art. Yes. Bound. Okay. I wanted a shot of the Enterprise from above, and I couldn't remember what episode it was from. That I love this episode show. now. This is great. All <laughs> these awesome shot <laughs> Tucker's going. To Do you collect the Eagle Moss
1: position? No. No. I went in yeah, for I the do. I went in I almost started it and I actually I went in for a contest to win like a subscription to it or something but then I was like what if I win my wife's gonna kill me
0: <laughs> you know? yeah I've got a lot like everywhere in my basement here sorry have, if my audio's dropping out here
1: I don't have a place for for them like I have nowhere here at this house I would don't know what I would have done if I would have won. I would have been in trouble. What would you do to keep me forever? This is, mm, I don't know. Kelby is just like teenage boy. This is almost a teenage boy sequence. Teenage teenagers, the way they're they're talking here, him and D- Dinesh. She is like using child psychology on him. Plus her pheromones.
0: So it looks like that ship. So the the, the little model that I have, uh, however, they say it does look like the same ship that's in uh, Fortunate Sun, But the 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 Eagle Moss, they always say its last appearance, first appearance, last appearance, and this they're only saying it's only TV appearances. Fortunate Sun. So maybe it it people think it's a Noskin, but I don't know that it is. That's cool. Ship.
1: I thought it looked pretty similar. Could be. Maybe not. Oh, yeah, here we go. Dang. Connor Jr. just took that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it, it, when the camera flipped around to Connor Jr., he was already laying on the floor. But, you know, Trip Tucker took that punch right in the face.
0: junction in the EPS system. I wonder how long it would take for the ship to, like, you know, lose its momentum and go off, like, adrift like that?
1: Um, well, with the... That was pretty
0: instantaneous, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, that didn't really... It shouldn't have stopped, so... It shouldn't have slowed down so suddenly. It should have just kept its thing going. It, It should have kept its momentum going. You know, I mean, the planet's gravity is going to bring it down eventually, but it wouldn't be affected that much, I wouldn't think, mm-hmm. unless there's something special about that planet and its composition or something that increases its gravity pull, you know, gravitational pull. High potent pheromone. Bottle some of that and sell it there. Flocks.
0: Well, in the books, that's what they did. That's what the Venus drug is in in Mud's Women is the is uh pheromones yep. of orion women that makes sense too oh good old christopher l bennett man that guy gets some deep cuts too yep
1: actually that's we get into this the uh three orion girls here have a starring role there in. it is
0: <laughs> yeah they have a nice <laughs> just shoots himself for the decade hey? he's
1: relying on stimulants to stay
0: awake he just keeps shooting himself in the neck uppers uppers so now, what do you think of like because he's got this relationship with the Paul that he's not affected? Does that work for you? It's
1: magic, Vulcan magic, Vulcan mysticism, Vulcan voodoo, right? Uh, yeah, again, that that actually comes into play though in the Enterprise uh, novels, the Rise mm-hmm. of the Federation novels. These these girls show back up. In yeah, those. they do and they actually explain a little bit about them like that they're an elite class they're an elite class and that's why their pheromones are so potent uh, as opposed to just a normal Orion slave girl apparently there are some that are just normal and they have no control over people or something like that so they mm-hmm. actually are just slave girls they're not controlling the situation but the elitists like this from elitist family or something they are more potent it's just hard, though, in my head canon to wrap around that they are the ones in control. I know we're jumping ahead for there for uh, hope hopefully people aren't watching their episode for the first time and listening to us talk about it. but um, it just seems it's just so hard for me to wrap it around that they are the ones that are the boss. I don't mm-hmm. know
0: So you think they have green blood? That would be interesting. green because um, andorians they've, they've got blue blood don't they right it's like we've seen them have blue blood right I think that's the, so in your head canon what color is Klingon blood because to me it's always pink even though we only saw that in Star Trek 6 to me Klingon blood is pink
1: oh my gosh I don't know like it's like I would like to, I would like to think that it is like really dark like almost black you know Klingons yeah, and not the pepto bismol that shot out. Although that was a really cool shot in Star Trek VI when, yeah. when it bubbles out of the chest. That was pretty cool. But yeah, that was really pink. It's hard. It's yeah. hard to think that the Klingons, being the warrior, the the great warrior classes that they are, the warrior class has pink blood. You know, not that pink is a bad thing. You know? oh, thing bad, right? He almost opened the door. She almost pulled uh, Spock on him right there. You know how Spock could used to use his his uh, his telepathy
0: mm-hmm.
1: whenever it would work and get people to open doors or do whatever they needed to do or open the communicator or whatever it was that he needed them to do. That's funny too, that, that uh <laughs> the, <laughs> the Mako sitting there staring at her. <laughs> God. That was a dirty look. I can handle
0: it. We need to get the engine back online. I don't
1: want to be a sitting duck when a gets here. Everyone's sweating. Also a lot. It's like they're they're dealing with some stress, like physical
0: stress or something. Well they're all like crazy aroused, so I don't know, like
1: <laughs> they're they're oh, so they're yeah, so their adrenaline's pumping and their uh blood's flowing more, you know, and that raised their heat their body heat temperature probably you really think they're coming after us? except for trip and he's just chilling
0: yeah thanks good to, he's good to paul
1: thanks to t paul she's got him uh she's got him under control there
0: there's this big bruise on his chin eh it yeah like i wonder if it's yeah, I guess they they kind of said that it's only because he's with T'Pol and, like, it's some weird Vulcan bond. But I wonder if it's, like, if anybody was in a relationship, it, they would not be affected.
1: I think it is going... We're going to go back to Vulcan voodoo. We're Vulcan go back voodoo? To, yeah, we're going to go back to the Vulcan mysticism thing and something about, you know, their her katra and his his katra or his soul or whatever, their soulmates or something. I don't know. I just, I don't think that would be a good test though. That would have been a nice test if someone else on the ship, you know, like a couple of crewmen or somebody were actually in a relationship.
0: Like with keeping a clean rating for our podcast here, like if you were in a relationship with somebody and you were able to like release the pent up tension, like maybe that tension would go away. I don't know.
1: Well, she mentions that it's a psychic, a psychic bond.
0: Yeah, I guess so. they do talk about that. So
1: she's talking about having daydreams about you, and you're having daydreams about me, and like, oh, have you been to my my happy place, my white happy place? Had
0: we seen that by this point? I don't. Oh yeah, because of the when he was on the ship, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know On, uh, not Discovery on uh, Columbia, Columbia. Columbia keep wanting to say discovery because that's all i got in my mind right now. Tactical alert. <laughs> Three more days, Floyd. Three more days. Yes.
1: Tactical alert. I got rid of the read alert. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they never called it read alert. It was just the one time at lunch he's sitting there. He's like, we should call it read alert.
1: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> You're not gonna get this ship without one Knock off one E and you got a red alert. There you go.
0: Okay, so here, this is the scene now. We got the, the green guy back, and this is where we get the reveal of how they're in charge, and the men are the, really the slaves. And Does that work for you? Yeah.
1: It does? Well, no, like, it's just so hard for me to wrap my head around that. That's an interesting ship. Mm-hmm. The cannons. It's kind of, it's kind of fat and chunky. Their ship kind of appears not very sleek. Yeah, it's, it's very decorated, though. I think if you see it again when it when the you know from the looking at that top, it looked like it had like decorations or something on on it. Somewhat, I mean, they they dress very ornately. The
0: Orions do, males and females. It'd be interesting to actually see the planet. Well, the coloring of it too behind him, like on the walls and stuff. It's kind of the coloring that was on that that uh, that automatic missile that Torres had to deal with in the Delta Quadrant that she had programmed with her own voice and stuff? It's like yes. that same kind of color. I wonder if they, they might have duplicated a set there or, like, reused a, a set there.
1: Right, I had forgotten God. about that. That's actually a good episode of Forger.
0: Yeah, I like that one. It's her own voice, which then she uses for the computer too, hey? So Is it on, called Dreadnought? Uh, Is, it? Is it called Dreadnought? Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. I think that's the episode. And then she's the voice out. on Deadstop? Yep. Oh, I love the idea of the grappling hooks at this time, too.
1: Yeah. Toe cable. Here we go. Thrusters full start. starting. It's not enough.
0: But if you guys haven't read the post-finale novels, you really should. Like, they're so good. The first one is kind of called Last Full Measure, where they where they first plant the seeds of what they're going to do with the post finale novels it's actually a novel that takes place during season 3 in the zindi war arc and it takes place very early in season 3 but there's this opening and closing epilogue and prologue that uh introduce something that without spoiling which i'm sure everybody knows what happens anyways introduce a character that we'll see again in the uh post finale novels
1: They control you? You finally realize that.
0: Oh, there goes the iPad. <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's up to the two only sane people to save the day, I guess, hey? The two... Yep. Sorry about that. I don't <laughs> know good. what
1: is wrong with my iPad. It's, so, it's got to be something to do with the... Blu-ray or the microphone—I don't know. It's so odd.
0: It doesn't like bound either.
1: Apparently not. It's really like trying to like. It really doesn't want to be
0: in this room. It's actually not that bad. The same. We picked this one because we're. You know, I messaged you. We're like, we should do one of the bad episodes of Enterprise. Like, do a commentary because those are the fun ones. Like, I did uh, the commentary for "And the Children Shall Lead" on Standard Orbit, and yeah. Zach and I had a great time with that one. But uh, this is actually not that bad. i mean, you know, it's not as well. It
1: sets up. It sets up the rise of the Federation. Yeah. You know, I mean this this sets it up, and the girls can just walk around and do whatever they want to do because they've got superpowers
0: I'm gonna dress up as one of these Orion girls for Vegas this year oh (laughs) my goodness
1: (laughs) wow wow
0: but uh I don't have time to get into shape and I I definitely don't have time to to shave
1: (laughs) I guess you could be a male you could be an Orion male
0: Orion slave male yeah (laughs) Orion slave boy yeah (laughs) I don't
1: think, yeah.
0: I could dance like them too. I'm just so catless.
1: Wow, <laughs> that's a just whole a reminder,
0: other... everybody. I'm really fat, so
1: that's a whole other commentary track right there. Man. Well, another right. thing
0: that happened in the post-finale DS9 novels is Quark got a dabble boy. All oh, right. You know, so. Uh
1: oh, let's send a feedback charge. Up the, the good
0: old feedback charge. How many times have they used that on Star Trek? Once or twice.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it doesn't work on me. Says Fake Tuck, out. Says Tucker.
0: <laughs> They're all disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The looks
1: on her face. <laughs> like, it didn't work? That's odd.
0: The Orion women have been returned to Harad Sar, who's headed home at very low impulse. And then now she got a blue outfit. Look, this is her third outfit this episode. Wow. I or did not, she
1: have the... She, she didn't have the blue that. one. I hadn't noticed that. No, she wasn't wearing the blue one earlier. Uh, I had noticed that actually watching this episode.
0: Someone spiked
1: the water supply. Yeah. Is Phlox's hair getting... Is he getting any more under control now?
0: Well done. Thank you, Captain. There we go, Justin. Hoser, if you're listening. This is the episode I was talking about in our top three Phlox moments when he just jabs himself with an <laughs> injection. <laughs> I'm glad, glad we found that. I knew I wasn't that. crazy.
1: <laughs> I'm glad we found that episode because I wasn't sure. I thought I'd seen it also.
0: <laughs> it I knew I wasn't crazy. The women
1: are in charge. And Paul gives him a zinger.
0: I don't know. So. <laughs> it almost sounded like you were making a joke. He's trying to make one? <laughs> I assure you if I ever decide to make a joke, you'll know about it.
1: So they're, they're talking Zing. about her how she Did she just make a joke? I think that was a joke. If I house. made a joke, you'd know it.
0: Basically. <laughs> Good old TOS laugh, a ending, yes,
1: yes. Um, a, a laugh at the Vulcan under the Vulcan's, at the Vulcan's expense that was very TOS right there. Even more now that we're in each other's. They didn't go to a free f- freeze frame, is that is that what it's called when they, they all laugh, throw their head back, and it freezes, you know, or something That's like that?
0: like one, one of those, what do they call it? Those, uh, not a stereotype, but it's like a one of those things that people think happen all the time but didn't happen. It, but I don't trope? think it ever happened. It was a trope. A trope through. I don't think it ever happened on the original series I where they had a freeze. I think it happened
1: spring. once. I want to say it happened once. But
0: you I to think it, to it? was like maybe this uh, uh, what's the Gangster Planet one? I think your presence. It's like piece of the action.
1: They freeze and then it's got an overture, you know, like a song <sighs> overture on it and then it shows the ship fly away.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know
1: what you mean. Uh-oh. Trips, trips playing hard to get. Wait, you want me back, trip. don't you?
0: <laughs> so I've said it before. Tripping to Paul is the only relationship that I was ever a big fan of. Wharf and Dax second. I don't think about it. The I rest don't, of them I didn't care.
1: Honestly, about. I didn't. I guess Wharf and Dax. I saw Tripping to Paul more. If yeah, I had, if I had to in. do it. Wow. She went for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Three days ago
1: He's so proud Three
0: days ago I realize this is where I was meant
1: to look at old trip there playing <laughs> poker this with her.' Thing sitting us? there. yep I already asked for a transfer back. A I was just bluffing.
0: Okay. Yeah. See, now I'm remembering. Yeah. So he wasn't officially back on board. He was just left behind to clean up after the last two part. That's right now. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's coming back to me. It's been. I haven't watched this in. Well, I guess it's a year and a half now. Right. It was the last time that I watched this one. So, there we go. Bound. Awesome. What do you think?
1: I. I actually. I like that because I know that there it's going to continue on in the novels. You know. I. Mm-hmm. I, I like the episode in that. Um, there there's it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around the girls being in charge they're the ones that are actually directing everything it's just I don't know it's so hard given that the way they were set up as being slave girls you know and being submissive types and things like that but I mean I guess they're the ultimate Trojan horse in that that they can get anywhere because no one's suspecting it and they're actually the one running the whole show so what, what do
0: you think about it? Well, I don't think that it works, but I'm glad that they tried to do something. You know, I, and I think it's hard because it's one of those things that's that says Star Trek, the Orion Slave Girl, you know? Like, it's on advertising, and it's just it's one of those things that people think of, like the green alien women, right? And it's... I appreciate that they tried but I just don't think that it worked and it it's a good episode and watching this again, you know, it's one of those ones where you think of it's like oh yeah, it's that one. But then when you watch it it's better than you remember. So those yeah. are my final those are my final thoughts on it I guess. Yeah,
1: I'm I it does make it a little it makes it interesting. It makes me think about it a lot more. It's not so cut and dried and so simple. If you go all the way back and you think that some of those girls were in charge, not all of them, because we find out in the books, it's not all of them, but it's some of them actually are in charge of everything. Mm -hmm. But cosplaying as an Orion slave girl is not the only thing we've been talking about on Trek (laughs) FM this week. So here's what you may have missed elsewhere on the network.
0: Previously on Trek.FM, Melodic Treks. I really like the two... Uh, the two Fairhaven episodes that we got. I know a lot of people are either very hot on these episodes or very cold on them. They've never bothered me. I think they're a lot of fun. And they're silly, but whatever. But one of the things that's really cool about them is we get something different in the musical field for Star Trek with this wonderful Irish-style music. Earl Grey. Well, I just noticed mine deals with all naked people. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Richard! What?
0: Wow! Alright!
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, Justice Tappage... You're right!
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh <my> gosh! <laughs> I just noticed that. I was like, oh! There's nudity wow. in each of those episodes. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well done. <laughs>
1: TVMA.
0: Warp 5. It was a weekly thing. It was originally on Tuesdays. At some point, Tripp decided to make it a nightly thing. Or at least that was his idea, but then it went back to a weekly thing. And like... That sounds just like my life because this is the type of thing where it's like, yeah, you get together every Tuesday and then you gotta wait a whole week and at some point you're like, we should be doing this every day. To the journey
1: Yeah, I mean the way that he behaves towards Balana is kind of he gets a bit creepy there. <laughs> well he gets punched too, just like Joe Carey, so. He does. Balana makes a habit of punching a staff. <laughs> team building it's like trust falls maybe maybe it's like some kind of exciting club yeah i've been punched by balana club i've been punched by balana and i'm obviously now in the inner circle (laughs) engineering and that's what else is happening on trek.fm Check out these shows and find out what we're talking about in your favorite quarter in the Star Trek universe. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they're published. And while you're there, please leave us a star rating and written review. And if you're an Apple, not an Apple user, We've got you covered. We, you can find our shows on Google Play, Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and most third-party apps. And you can stream and download the MP3 file or grab the RSS link from our website. And according to earlier, brenda has got that completely straightened out now, right? You bet. All right. And as we mentioned earlier, go to the Babel Conference uh, on Facebook. Type B-A-B-E-L into the search field. Get right in there. You can find our show announcement. Get right in on the comments. What do you think about bound uh, what do you think about the Orion slave girls actually not being slave
0: girls at all but actually being the
1: bosses how do, how does that work for you uh, what's your explanation for it help us out there and,
0: and also- we will try and get your comments read on the show we're gonna make a, a, an extreme effort to get those on but just remember that it'll be every other episode because we record two episodes in one night so um, we're gonna we're gonna do our best to start reading your guys' comments online so go to the Babel Conference
1: yes and then also, if you want to, you can find our network on Twitter at TrekFM and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrekFM. And if you'd like to leave us a voice transmission, you can go to SpeakPipe.com slash TrekFM, record your message, and Brandon Shea will add it to a future episode. I always like to thank our associate producers, co associate producers. It's Mike Morrison, Tim Cooper, Justin Oser, and Mark Flessa. Thank you so much, guys. They support warp five and trek fm through patreon and uh, just go to patreon.com slash trek fm that's patreo dot com slash trek fm to get all the details you can check out all the perks we have early access we have exclusive content you can get also get an associate producer's credit if you want to jump to that level and you can jump right in there and help us out you can get right in with the network i mean that's how i got started and that's how brandon got started actually you so, bet Uh, also thank you so much Tony Robinson for creating the cool show art and Brandon Shea for the editing and publishing of Warp 5 thank you so much you're welcome Um, so Brandon if somebody wanted to uh, email you or tweet you or maybe send on Facebook some patterns for a possible Orion Slave Girl pattern for your cosplay how could they get in touch with you
0: Oh well, you can come over and you can size me up up here in Saskatchewan. Uh, just make sure you have a really long measuring tape, really long, uh, for my belly. Uh. Wow!
1: <laughs> yes, so but how if can, you how want talk get in touch
0: to touch with me, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. If you want to get in touch with me, you can. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at at Brandon Metella. You can find me uh, over on the Edge, which is our new Star Trek Discovery podcast. And, uh, I guess, you know what, if, let me just look at the calendar, I guess dropping today. So just in a couple hours, is gonna be our first reaction of the first episode. Ah, it's coming so quick. I'm so excited. And, uh, you can find me over on the fandom podcast network with my buddies, Chris and Tom, where we talk about Alfred Hitchcock podcast with good evening and Alfred Hitchcock podcast. And you know what? I think that episode's dropping today as well. We're talking about Bates Motel. Boy, today's a busy day for me. <laughs> Podcasting. Um, so if you like Bates Motel Season 1, check it out, and we got a fun review over there. Um, what else? I guess I'm in the Babel Conference, and uh, is that everything? Is that at all? Sure. Yeah? Okay, so uh, Floyd, where can people find you when you're not uh, punching your boss because you're aroused from... Green alien co-workers
1: oh no uh, yeah you could I guess you could find me ranting on the Babel conference you know because I would be overreacting from the female pheromones there uh, yes the Trek FM listeners page on Facebook I like to pop in there every once in a while and see what's going on and yeah it's a cool man place I just
0: to... dread going to the bar with you <laughs> it's a
1: good... no kidding that's basically that's what this was this is like a, the worst like the worst bar experience with all these guys here right And all the girls have headaches. So, man, it was just a terrible experience, right? So, Boomers, thank you so much for listening. And join us again next time for another episode of Warp 5.
0: Recording... Recording... Green Pants! Alright. Barely any pants. Barely any pants, yeah. No pants. Oops.
1: Wrong spot. Here we go. I'm a little worried. I've got... I'm using a PS3. An older PS3. I've been using a PS4 whenever we've been doing this, but my son's got the PS4 locked down. Uh He's playing Destiny 2. So there was no negotiating that. Holy cow. What was that? It was my iPad. Oh my gosh.
0: Sure. <laughs> I iPad just put it. Just died? I put it.
1: No, I put it to sleep.
0: My kids sound like that when I try to put them to sleep.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you ever heard anything like that? No. I'm not using it. I wonder if it has something to do with the microphone, but I've used it before. Wow, okay, I guess uh, huh <laughs> Wow, that's not good.
0: It's like it sounds like a cat. go to sleep. <laughs>